Okay, don't move. Let me get a picture. Okay, I'm gonna hit stop, right? Thank you, gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of What's Next Podcast. I'm here to my DJ Floyd Miguel, my man, UK men's basketball alum, and also track alum too. Track alum too. Multi-athlete, he can do it all. He's joining What's Next Podcast to talk a little bit about what he's got going on now and a little bit of the stuff that he's done in the past as well. So, welcome me, EJ. We're actually here in the MC Suites. I appreciate you for, for fighting us here I'm a big movie goer, so I go to any movie that comes out. It really don't matter what the reviews say. I'm going to review it myself. Uh, big wine guy, so a lot of wine bars, a lot of wine tastings. Uh, I like to bring friends and try to figure out what they like, what they don't like, and then parents and stuff like that. Uh, sure. Not to cut you off, what's your Favorite wine, red wine or I'm red? I don't like white. If you drink white wine, don't 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 be hurt by me. But that's juice. I agree. Man. That's juice. <laughs> you like the sweet wine. Right. I like so, the, I like blanc and gris, like maybe, but like y'all that like barefoot pink moscato, that's juice. <laughs> that's not wine. That's strawberry. I got, juice. I got you, man. Talk about 2023, man. What's some, what's some big goals you got for the upcoming year? Uh, a lot of big goals, man. A lot of big times I want to hit. A lot of big milestones. It's like my my third year. Uh, post college, uh, not including COVID, so I got a lot of just goals that I have. I'm, I'm more of a seasoned vet in the game, not really still. Um, just understanding everything goes. I want to make a team, of course, Worlds this year. I would love to make a team. Go ahead and bring Canada, the old Canada. Yeah, shout out to Canada. <laughs> uh, like I said, a couple times for the mom. Like that. Yeah, for sure, EJ. Well, let's jump and get right into this episode. DJ Floriel, come to What's Next Podcast. Stay tuned. Yeah, what you what you got to say to What's Next Podcast? Uh, I got a couple things to say. One, definitely, open horns, baby. Two, okay. go Cats. Go Cats. Um, just, I appreciate y'all for wanting me on here, man. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. We good? We good? Do I need to do this, or? Okay, you don't really need to. Uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I got you, I got you. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. We are here in the Embassy Suites with my man EJ Florell. Here to talk a little bit about what he's got going on, man. How you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm, it's a great day for me, you know, being able to sit and talk amongst you and get to know your story man this is a good day for me <laughs> for sure for sure you know kentucky you know you, you get you get the four seasons you get summer you get winter you get uh spring fall you, you might get a little snow in april just right. it just depends for sure for sure man so so i want to get into like what you're, you're what you're here for you're obviously here to to, to help uh the university of texas track and field um talk a little bit about that meet they got coming uh this week Guys, <laughs> shout out to uh, I'm not sure even what the name of the meet is, but we're running at Louisville. It's our second time here. Uh, last time I ran, this time I was supposed to, and uh, me and my coach we decided just you know it wasn't the best move. Yeah, uh, we were gonna run a, another meet, um, but this will be my first opportunity to actually help some of these kids, uh, be a little bit more hands on. Um, I'll probably be doing a lot more grunt work, just yeah. making sure to get people where uh, 
the coaches need them. Yeah. Make sure they're there at the right time. For sure. Grab equipment, grab backpacks and stuff. For sure. Well, I'm excited. I, I haven't had a chance to coach ever. So, so yeah, uh, coaching. Now you, you, it's your first time. You know, being in that that coach that coach uh, uh, profile. You know, you're a coach now. You're not no longer playing that player standpoint. What are some things that you're preparing your mind for for to be that to be in a coach position? <laughs> uh, firstly, you know, we're player coach. Players coach. <laughs> Um, I'm yeah. definitely just going to be more receptive. I mean, when you're an athlete, you really only focus on you, especially in track. You really don't have to worry about you and your problems. Yeah. Uh, so being with them now, I'm definitely going to have to listen to them and what they need. Um, yeah, for sure. And if it's something as small as, hey, I need you to grab my bag. Say, Les, I got the bag. Yeah. Uh, I need this equipment. Okay, I got the equipment. I need this person here at this time. Okay, I got that. I'll take care of it. Right, right. Um, and that'll be like my intro. Probably putting a lot of hurdles up, a lot of measurements and stuff, too. Um, I don't think I'll be telling people what to do because, you know, they have their coaches and I'm not going to be the reason someone doesn't run with them. For sure. For sure. Uh, I feel like it's a lot, a lot to do with a lot more leadership. You know, you got uh, more responsibility on your shoulders as, as being that player's coach. Talk to me now. Tell my audience, like, it's been a while since, you know, we've heard from you. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want you to tell my audience what you got going now. Like, what are some of the things that you're doing now, you know, besides track and field? You know, now, obviously, a lot of people don't know that you're into track and field still. Just just tell my audience what, what's going on now for you. Yeah, definitely after Kentucky, I, I just kind of, I, I don't want to say disappear, but I did. I just really focused on me. I didn't really post that much. I wasn't really out as much. I just really wanted to to really focus on myself and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to set myself up for. For sure. Um, other than track and field, you know, I, I have a couple of ideas that I want to put in motion. Um, I got a lot of people I need to talk to. I got a lot of people in my corner. Yeah. So I definitely want to start something where I can help kids that uh, don't have that background, don't have somebody... Because, you know, being a pro or professional, you definitely, you don't need to know somebody, but it helps a lot. It helps a lot when you have someone that's been there. It helps a lot when you have someone that's... Kind of that, that mentor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't know. They just don't understand that. They don't understand it's more than just working out every day. You know? And that's not, that's not, EJ, that's not talked about a lot, to be honest. Like, because, like, when you're... I feel like most athletes are fed, like, you know, work hard, do this, you know, uh, stay dedicated. But I, I feel like it's a lot of deep details that's uncovered. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak too much on the track aspect because I really don't know. Yeah, you're still new to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but basketball-wise, you got to go to certain camps sometimes, be at certain tournaments. Uh, that exposure. Yeah, you don't get seen. And if you're not in that game, you know, you might be playing with your friends. You might be just yeah. playing for fun. You have no idea. Yeah, for sure, man. Are you serious? Oh, mine is. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I definitely hit a button. I already know what I know. What button I hit? No, you're good. I know what button I hit. You're good. It's it, it's so easy. Ooh, I can do it again. Shit. I, I, I know what it was. It was a mute button on the side. He felt it. I clicked it and I was like, he was like, hold on. Do that <laughs> good. We can do it again. Yeah. Okay. There we go. It's not bad. I was just like, okay. whenever you spoke, I could hear some music. Yeah. <laughs> I like, no, I got it. I got it. Should you, what you, should we do? Should we keep going? We can keep it going. For real. We can hear your answers on this. That's how good the production lights are. So, um, like, we can hear some light music in the back. So just from here on out. All right. Cool. If, if you hear it at the end and you want to redo it, I don't really mind. Yeah, he don't mind. He might get like a slightly. He likes talking. Right. I might get a slightly different answer. You know, a couple of different words, like maybe an and instead of an a. Got you. Hey, we're good. We're good. Honestly, we're so wrong. We'll just cut it back. All right. All right, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. So I remember the question. So, yeah. Um, 
I think that, that, that that's definitely going to be big for me because I want to coach. I definitely want to coach when this is done. Yeah. Either that or color comments. I want to stay in sports. I could tell, EJ, like I'm having a conversation with you off camera. Like right. you got that coach's mentality. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you breaking yeah. down the game and you telling me all sorts of things, right. uh, dynamics of the game. Like I could tell, like you, you definitely want to get into coaching. Man. Yeah. I mean, you, you asked earlier about um, what I would be doing this weekend. Yeah. And I think to add on to that, I definitely going to do a lot of, of – um, on top of mentoring, just keeping kids calm, composure. You know, I know anxiety is real. Anxiety happens to all of us. And being able to keep some of them calm, because a lot of kids we have here, it's going to be their debuts. Uh, they're going to be nervous about, you know, performance. And I, I just want to let them know, like, hey, like, it's okay. we're in January. It's okay. You know, the goal is obviously indoor natties in, uh, in March yeah. and outdoor natties in June. That's yeah. the goal. So, yeah. like, today, yeah, you just find out where you are and what you yeah. got to do. Just feel you, you. Get your feet wet. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, just get that over it. with. Like, the yeah. worst part always when you hoop is taking that first shot. For sure. For right. sure. For sure, EJ. Um, talk a little bit about – we talked a little bit about coaching, right? Let's go – let's take it back a little bit. Let's let's go back to your, your upbringing, man. You're, you're, we grew up in California, correct? Yeah. Now – Talk to me about what that was like as, you know, a Cali, a Cali kid, you know, living in California. Um, I definitely had a, a blessed childhood, a very privileged childhood growing up in Palo Alto, California. Um, I got a couple of friends that I know that are, are pros. Uh, Devontae Adams went to high school with me. Okay. Uh, Jock Peterson is in the MLB. Jeremy Lin, who uh, I haven't talked to him since he went back overseas. Ah. Uh, but, you know, he was in town. We always would hoop together. Um I would just say that I had I had a good upbringing. I mean, you know, I know a lot of kids out there they they struggle. I know a lot of kids out there have to deal with a lot of things. I didn't really have to deal with that. I could just yeah. focus on being a kid. Facts, facts, mm -hmm. bro. Now, your parents. What's going on, man? You want to get on the camera? <laughs> it's, it's my young and Chris Brinkley. Y'all might cut it, y'all might not, but just watch out for him. Oh my God. Yeah, we got a lot of players coming coming in and yeah. out. All right, this this another coach over here. <laughs> Lots of coaches too, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to University of Texas. Mm -hmm. Now back to what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, your upbringing. Yeah. Now your parents got a lot to do. Got a lot to do with track and field. Yeah, both Olympians. Yeah. Talk about you know what? Yeah, yeah. Talk about being a, a coach's son and dealing um, with that. I feel like a lot of kids when they're coaches' kids and especially high level coaches, they feel a lot of pressure. Uh, I never sure, felt I pressure as a kid. I really? Just, I just knew who I was. I knew what I was. I just went out there and competed. Uh, I mean, I, you know, maybe it was a little arrogant, but back then I, I knew I was the best. Confident. So I was going to go out there and, and I was going to compete like it. For uh, sure. I had no fear uh, probably until like junior year of high school when we ran up against a notable basketball player, Aaron Gordon. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the tallest dude in the world. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I had, I had a good life. I can't complain. I probably would do it again. Um, only difference, maybe a different setting. Okay. You know, because well, Palo Alto is not the real world. What? <laughs> not the real world. What do you mean by that? Do you think it's like... We, we just live a, a, a life. Yeah, living a, a fantasy yeah, life, huh? <laughs> a mirage. Like, that's just not how, how stuff is, you sure. know? The stuff that other people have to deal with, I didn't. Yeah. Um, some, some of the... Um, you know, some of the environmental stuff that people had in their upbringings, yeah. I didn't have that. You know, I woke up every day. It was 75. I was good. That's the life. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's what I need right about now. Um, let's talk about, like, getting going, moving from Cali to, you know, Paradise to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, that whole experience like for you, EJ? That was a culture shock. That was the first time I went to school and kids were talking about not graduating. 
Wow. Uh, it was the first time I went to a place and people were like, I'm about to drop out and join the military. Because where I'm from, in Palo Alto, we're right across the street from Stanford. So, like, for oh, the wow. most part, you know you're going to graduate. You know you're going to go to a four-year. And you know you're going to get your degree. Like, that's just, you know, you, you live in Palo Alto for those things. It's crazy. You said Stanford and, the, like, the... the the immediate picture that came into my mind, I was like, man, it's just beautiful. Like, yeah. I know nah, it's beautiful over there. Great I know exactly campus. what you mean. Great campus, great sure. life. Um, so when I when I moved, it, it was a shock. I mean, a lot of kids, like, they, you know, a lot of them were uncertain. Yeah. And in Palo Alto, you knew what you was doing. Um, and then dealing with just different type of kids. Uh, a lot of country people, uh, <laughs> some city people, people from out of town. Um, definitely a lot more diversity in Kentucky. Because yeah, uh, Palo Alto sure. is not as diverse. So that was a shock to me, seeing more people that look like me, seeing more people that look like other people. That was... How'd you dealt with that ej like what was obviously you got culture shock right. but how'd you you know eventually move on from the culture shock and, and, and learn and, gr and grew from from that experience i dealt with it the same way i knew how i just went out there and was trying to be the best i could be in sports uh just kind of drowning everything out and just competing whether it be track which i only did in high school for two years or it'd be basketball uh, i was just like you know what nothing else really matters so where does that competitive drive come from I'd probably say my family. I mean, like, it don't matter what we're doing. Like, we're going to compete first to the car, first to win this. You know, like, my, my parents, there's still some games they haven't taught me because they like beating me. Uh, so it's can't like, give you the tricks. Man. Yeah, right. Because, you know, once they they know me, I'm coachable. Once they teach me, I'm going to win. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> I got a couple games where it's like, I still don't know how to play. Like, yeah. you know, people are going to be mad at me. But, like, spades, my parents ain't taught me because they love beating me. Beating you bad. You can't, you can't give you all the tricks. But, like, how am I supposed to go hang out and play spades? <laughs> I can't. No one wants to be on my team. Facts. They know you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on, man. Now, you're in Kentucky. You're in the Bluegrass State. Mm -hmm. Committed. You're going to Kentucky, University of Kentucky. Uh, you how did the, 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 the walking on, like, how did you, you turn into a walk-on? What was that whole process like? Uh, I mean, from the beginning, uh, moving here, um, my, my, my dad and Cal were pretty close. I mean, Cal was probably the reason he came. Yeah. Um, just trusting his word and, you know, in turn, two coaches' kids, me and Brad Calipari. Shout out Brad, by the way. We were, I forgot about, right, yeah, I forgot we about Brad. We were really close. He's, he's coaching. He's doing well. I'm happy for it, man. But me and Brad got really close, like hanging out every weekend, always in the gym together. Um, he just became like one of my boys. He was my little bro. For sure. Um, and it got to a point where I was comfortable enough to ask Cal, like, hey, like, what do you think about me walking on your team? And he told me it's going to be hard. I can't promise you nothing. But of course, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of how that went. Yeah, how uh, the the relationship with you and Coach Cal, like, how's that relationship with you you guys today? Um, I mean, Cal's in season, so it's tough to reach him and stuff to talk right, to him. But right, Cal, right. Cal will always, I will always be grateful for Cal. I will always have gratitude for him. I mean, he gave me a life that, realistically, in my opinion, at the time, 18, 17, 19, I didn't deserve. Yeah. Um, so I will always be, you know, to me in debt to him. I mean, he did a lot for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Now, now moving on, like you said, on court and off the court as an 18 year old, like talk to me about like your your mindset at that point. You know, obviously you're you're at UK, you're you're playing on some of the best teams to ever you right. know be in college basketball. You know, 31 and 0 and all those got those all those teams. 30, you know, 38 and 0. 38 and 0. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're gonna leave that in there, but but yeah, 38 and 0. But like, talk to me about your mindset. Like in the moment, were you like like shocked that mm -hmm. you were like 
man, I'm, I'm playing for the cats. Or was it like you just, you were just going through the process and just like saying, Hey, it is what it is. You know, I'm here. I think I was going through the process um, yeah. until I dunked on Julius. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of yeah. when life changed for me. I was more of a household name. I mean, everywhere I walked on campus, people knew who I was, which yeah. was a shock because, you know, I grew up in Palo Alto, so people knew me, uh, but I grew up with them. Yeah. And this is like strangers now would call me, DJ, hey, hey, Floreal. And I'm like, I don't know y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that's when it changed. Like, I really, I really, I didn't understand that aspect. So uh, I still remember it. I dunked on Julius. Cal's like, I'm going to give you a chance. And I played really well that blue-white game. I think I had like eight, eight, nine points in the second half. Yeah. Uh, maybe even less. I played really good defense. And he was like, I'm going to give you a chance to play. And I, you know, 18, I had no idea what that meant. Um, and I definitely squandered an opportunity not knowing, going to practice thinking I was LeBron. <laughs> when I think he just wanted me to be Pat Bev. Pat Bev. Yeah. Play, role, play my man. role. I didn't know. And no one told me. I mean, I can't put it on anybody else but myself. Yeah, yeah, for but sure, But I definitely just... Oh man, just looking back now, you know, nine years ago, I'm like, wow, like, I had the chance to really, like, you know, play, like, yeah. considerable minutes. Not a lot of people can say that, though. That's, right. That's the crazy part. Right. So, I definitely, you know, a couple of days practicing with the starters, and he was just like, I can't trust this kid, which I don't blame <laughs> him, but I didn't know. I used to be in a star my whole life. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now, we, we, I mentioned, you, you mentioned 38 no. Um, talk to me about that that year. You know, uh, you guys went undefeated. Like, what was that like, man? Like, did you guys feel the pressure going into each game where you're just undefeated and you're like, man, we can't lose. Like, I can't. Like, we can't mess this up. Or was it like, what, what was your mindset like during that that period of time where you guys were undefeated? We was just having fun. I mean, like, it was probably the least pressure I felt being at Kentucky. The first year was a lot of pressure. You know, we lost a lot of games. Yeah. We finally, we snuck in the tournament and then we put it together in the tourney. Yeah. Uh, that year, there was no pressure. I mean, at first, of course there was. But once we beat Kansas, we beat UCLA, uh, we went and beat, um, I think A&M was really good that year. We beat A&M at their place by, it was a close game, but we beat them shorthanded. Yeah. And we were just like, we can beat anybody. Um, and we were just a bunch of kids having fun. We hung out every weekend. Uh, we were, you know, we lived together, so we're talking a lot. We're playing a lot chemistry, of video games. Yeah. Yes, hey, I mean, like hey, those are my guys. Yeah, that chemistry definitely helps. I'll yes. tell you that. That team, man, I, I loved that team. I mean, it was just number fun. Uh, I don't know how many people remember we went to the Bahamas uh, that summer for yeah. our foreign trip. Yeah. I think that played a lot into it. I mean, being able to be away from Lexington and the fans and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And being able just to be, you know, be kids. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, that's that point. What I'm 19. Book comes in. He's 18. Actually, he's 17. Tyler comes Book in was 17? 17 when he first came in. Holy cow. Uh, Tyler comes in, he's 18. Trey comes in, he's 18. Carl comes in, he's 18. Alex Poitras is fresh 21. You know, like a lot of us, like we're, we're still young kids. Yeah, um, and kids. At, at that water park, at that resort, <laughs> like we were able to be kids. For sure. And just enjoy, sure. enjoy basketball and enjoy, you know, hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. You definitely need that that chemistry, the, the camaraderie that you want to build, yeah. you know, uh, and it's all about building relationships. And you have relationships with, with your teammates yeah. today. Yeah. You know, guys like, you know, we talked a little bit off camera, Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's my Both boy. of y'all, you know, Canadians. Like, how, how, how does that relationship, you know, how did that grow? Um, we just hung out a lot. I mean, the, the Canadian was like an icebreaker. It made it easy to talk to him, easier for him to open up, I feel like, to me. Just because, you know, we're, we're somewhat of similar. We're somewhat of the same. Right, right, And right. I'm not just some kid on the team that's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you know you get some of those there's some that just want you know once you leave okay man like you know take me with you and i was never like that so that's we hung good. out all the time that's good, EJ. uh like i said big movier jamal wasn't so i put jamal in a lot of movies uh, he didn't like movies he just never got into it you know like i go to theaters like i'm one of those um when the batman came out like yeah. i went in my bat suit uh, you like, wanna, to you the, one of those guys. To the premiere, though. Like, so I went with all the people that were wearing their, their cowls. You one of those guys. Yes, and I was in there, like, when the movie ended, I said, did you like the movie? And the guy was like, yeah, it was good. Like, I'm one of those. Like, I, I just have fun with it. So with Jamal, we would watch all types of movies. He'd have fun. I mean, that year, Tyler, Zay, Jamal, uh, C-Matt, Charles Matthews, um, and me. That was really our group. Uh, yeah, hung out, hung out a lot. Had a lot of fun. Talked a lot. You know, real life stuff. Um, was real real with each other as well yeah and we just we just grew that way i wish our team was you know a little more talented because yeah, we man, was pretty talented though <laughs> yeah but we was missing a few pieces and yeah. you gotta remember the year before we lost nine guys to the league yeah uh, which really hurts the team six people came back and alex was coming off of acl yeah so sure. we didn't know who we were getting yeah but i, I love those guys i love that that was probably my favorite year I was older. I was 21, so I could have a little bit more fun. A little bit, a little bit more. A little bit more fun here and there. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I could, I could just with my guys. Like you know, I've been here enough. I know Lexington. People know me. I can, I can be me. Yep, you're set. You're set in the right place, and you're in your, your comfort zone. Yeah, right, yeah, right. So let's let's talk a little bit about track and field. A lot of people didn't know that you know you were a multi athlete. You know, a guy who you know was amazing on the floor on the hardwood, but you know can also run on the. the, the uh, I was, I was useful. Yeah, I was sure. useful. I was useful. <laughs> for sure, man. You can say that again. <laughs> I was useful, you know. You need an athlete, I got you. Yep. You need yep. a defender, I got you. You need a three, let's look at Jamal. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the guy. You don't know if you're the guy. I hear you. I hear you. Track and field, man. Talk about, like, 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 how did you balance, I guess, you know, playing basketball and being that track and field athlete? So I, I didn't actually ever do both. Uh, my pops wanted me to do both. Okay. And and for those who don't know, my pops is, is my coach. He was the coach at Kentucky, all of that. Right. Um, but I just didn't see how I could do both. So after that year with Jamal and Tyler and Zay, Scal, Marcus, I mean, I could name everyone, but I won't. Um, I, I basically, you know, I wasn't really having fun playing basketball. It seemed more like I was just there. Uh, and I went to my dad and I was like, hey, like, can I still run? Do you think I have a chance at this? And he was like, of course. You know, if, if you didn't, he'd be like, yeah, he told me I sucked. So that first year was <laughs> He's rough. honest with you. I like right, it. right. Real blunt. You know, a lot of people can't handle that, but I think that's what makes him a really good coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You definitely got to keep it 100 regardless, you know, because you, you got a lot of, as a as an athlete, you can have a lot of people telling a lot of things right. in your ear, you know, and, and making you, you know, telling you what you, telling them, they basically telling you what you want to hear. Right, mm -hmm. EJ? I yeah. think, I think, you know, it's, it's the best uh, best opportunity for anybody if have a, a coach that's blunt that keeps it 100 right. you know that that that's willing to tell you the truth regardless right. of anything let's 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 talk a little bit about you know uh the track and field aspect what was your most challenging thing to to get used to in the, the track and field world what, what was it how did how'd you how do you adjust your body i would say consistency and hard work was the hardest i mean being you know year when i was a walk-on so I didn't really get much time um, on the court. Basketball this is basketball, uh, right? Until I proved myself, and then I was basically practicing every day. Um, I mean, I still have plays that no one will ever see because they were at practice. Where Julius was like, "That's the most athletic scene ever, thing I've ever seen," and I'm like, "For real? Like 
I do this every day. Yeah, you know, this is here. just natural. Yeah. Um, the next year, you know, 38-0, nine guys to the league. It was tough for anyone to find minutes. I mean, Derek and Dom couldn't find minutes like that. Yeah. And they're shout two. Out, shout out Dom. All right, Dom, Dom, <laughs> Dom Hawkins, second bounciest dude from that team, by the way. You know, don't let the really? vert fool you. Don't let the vert fool um, you. And then third year, you know, it was a lot of fun. I got to practice a lot. I got in a couple games. Um, but it's still, you know, I went to Kentucky to play with the best. I didn't go to Kentucky to sit on the bench for four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I switched, I was out there every day. I had to be um, accountable every day. I had to, to be ready to go every day, regardless of the weather, regardless of the situation, regardless of how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I, and that was tough because Cal didn't require that much from me, you know. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely something that you had to adjust to. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, after track and field, after your senior year at University of Kentucky, walk us through your, you know, what you basically, where was your mind at, you know, what was the plan for you after you graduated, you know, UK, you know, what, what was that like for you? Um, after I graduated, uh, he ended up actually taking the Texas job. Okay. Um, and he asked, you know, do I want to go with him? You know, he'll coach me. Uh, it's going to be tough. You're going to be in a new place. You know, you're not going to be like, you know, in Lexington, I could, I could, you know, walk down the street and someone might know me. I mean, I've had moments where I'm leaving, you know, the bar and people are like, Florio, I'll give you a ride. And I was like, I don't know who you are. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get in the car with you. Man. And then there have been times where the same person's done it for two straight weeks. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. Like, I need a ride. Uh, Texas didn't know what know me. It's different out there. Right, right. I really kind of felt like I had to start over. Um, but the plan was just to... to Kind of get in shape. I mean, you know, my first year of track, I tore my Achilles, so we were still, oh, yeah, we we're just coming back from that. We well, how figuring. was that, man, EJ? Like, how do you how do you bounce back from from that? I, I just that's, that's like that's scary. Uh, I leaned that's on my injury. on my faith. I leaned on my my family. To be honest, I mean, there were many moments where I didn't think I could. There was been a lot of moments I wanted to give up. There were a lot of moments I was tears in my eyes, ready to just be like, I I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and just the people that believed in me and that knew who I was, I just leaned on that. Um, a lot of prayer, a lot, a lot of talking to you know therapists and et cetera, to yeah. just really like you know stay on the, on the course, you know. For sure, for sure, bro. Like like that's that's a tough injury, like like that's career ending injury. Bro. Yeah, and you you. You you did that. You yeah, got that. That's like, what they told me. It was like, you know, you're probably yeah, not going to run anymore. And I, I was crying. I was like. Achilles is different. Right. And the doctor, he, I remember, he was just like, oh, like, you don't need to cry. And I was like, you just told me I'm not going to run again. Like, of course I'm going to cry. He was trying to cuff me. And I was like, you can just kind of go. Like, <laughs> I, need, I need this moment for myself. Like, you screwed it up. I was just man. like, I, I need, like, I get what you're doing, but I don't need to be coddled. Like, this yeah. is life. So yeah. I, need to, I need to handle this my way. It's your dream, man. Right. And I need to figure out, you know. Am I going to believe what he's saying? Or, or gonna, am I going to go out there and fight? And you hear it, you're doing it, man. Right. You're doing it. Now, do you, I want to ask you this. Do you feel like you're a step slower or do you feel as if you're, you've gotten better? Because I know, I, I, I kind of want to get to understand, like, like what's, what's really behind that, that, that injury that's so devastating? Obviously, like, mm-hmm. it's an Achilles injury, but yeah. I want to ask you as a person who experienced the injury, do you feel like you're a step slower? No. No. I don't feel like I've lost anything. I probably actually gained more than I lost. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if the camera's going to catch this. That we, man right there? We can, we can. That's the American record holder right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Right, right there. Because I, want, I, want, I wanted you to be in it with your tight afro. Right there. That's the American there record is, holder in the 500. And right there? There he right is. Right there? That's the best German decathlete in Germany. <laughs> right there. Look at him. He loved the camera. He loved, but 
I forgot the question. I'm sorry. Nah, you're fine. I'm you're sorry. Fine. We got two two superstars. Right. You know what's two, next? No, five? two superstars. Definitely, two superstars man. on what's next? Watch five, out for them man. this week. My boy running the sixty. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here, man. No, these no, are. I don't think it's fake. I think they're too expensive to be fake. No, it's cool. <laughs> they gonna sit here and watch and be weird. And I don't really care. It's all good, man. We I don't fine. The question. I'm not gonna lie to you. What are we talking about? We talking about your Achilles injury? Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I came back fine. Came back stronger. I mean, you got to spend eight nine months rehabilitating. You know, a portion of your body. For sure. Uh, probably a portion of my body I neglected. So I definitely uh, feel like I didn't come back any slower. I think at first I came back scared. I mean. Yeah, it's the mind. The mind is different, obviously. Like, right. like you, you always have that that doubt in the back of your mind that, like, hey, it's man. gonna happen again. I mean, I, I tore it running, so like my third step, I just fell to the ground. Sheesh, mm-hmm. sheesh. Let's move on now. <laughs> let's 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 talk. Let's move on. Oh, let's talk about you know uh, uh, your coaching. You're turning into a, a coach mm-hmm. now. What's your, what, what's going to be EJ's coaching philosophy? Like, well, I don't know if you understand my question. That's I'll try to make question. it. Yeah, yeah. What, what's going to be that philosophy for you? Um, I'm going to want, you know, my athletes to, to be able to talk to me about whatever, to know that as long as it's not detrimental to, you know, your health or it's not against the code or whatnot for school, um, that I'm going to be there for you. You know, if you're struggling with school, I'll be there for you. If you're struggling with life, I'll be there for you. If you're struggling with your relationship, I'm, I'm going to be there for you. Yeah. I'm going to do all that I can to, to be able to support you so that you know that anything you're going through, you're not by yourself. Uh, so it looks like, and it sounds like you, it, it's important to you at, in a sense that, you know, yeah, you're, you're my coach, but I'm actually more than that. You know, you're after, after outside, you know, you grad, the, the player graduates or whatever the case may be, I'll always be there. Is that is that the right sense for you, EJ? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I, I've had times in college where I felt alone, you know, and that nobody really got me, that nobody understood what I was going through, what I was dealing with. Uh, I think a lot of college kids have identity issues, especially athletes, when you're not playing as much, uh, when you're not as productive at your, you know, your sport of choice. And I just feel like if you have someone talk to you and be like, yo, like, I'm dealing with this too. You realize yeah, yeah, that you can relate. You're not alone, yeah. and that you know it's just you know. Uh, I, there was a quote KD said, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, that happiness is a feeling. You know, it's a fleeting feeling. So you, he, you, you go, you go through the goes up and down. go so even kill. He doesn't chase happiness. He just makes the most of every I moment. I love this quote. Yeah, yes. yeah. I and that's that that's how I feel. I don't chase happiness anymore. You know, because if I chase happiness, what happens when I'm sad? Then I'm gonna stay sad. Yeah, EJ, so, life is up. It's it's up and down. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Like you just gotta go through even kill. Right? I think with that Achilles, I was stuck in, I'm hurt and this and that, and eventually I switched into look, man. I got three hours today to get better. I'm gonna make the most of these three hours, and I'll deal with the other 21 when it comes. For sure, for sure. You got the. I love that mindset, man. Let's talk a little bit now. You said you wanted to get into coaching, and obviously, you know, not just track and field, but basketball as well. Yeah. Um, um. What are some things that like, or I don't, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this question. Where do you see yourself? Co- if you could coach anywhere, where do you see yourself coaching, man? <laughs> um, track wise, it'd be the University of Texas. Um, hopefully, you know, my father is retired um, <laughs> yeah, and I can take over as a new flow and um, pass, pass it down, pass you know? it down. We have an assistant coach who, who was supposed to be here, but he's eating Ricky. Shout hopefully, out to Ricky, man. Yeah, we'll we get him next time. Yeah, for hopefully sure. he can take over and, and me and him can be a, a dynamic duo like him and my father. Yeah. Basketball, I, I don't know, because basketball, I've never really thought about coaching hoop because uh, I don't want to do high school. 
Why and not? <laughs> you just got to deal with a lot with them kids. Yeah, man. A lot of kids, a lot of parents, and I'm more like, yeah, hey, you're like, too. Yeah, you know, sure. yeah, if, your kid, if your kid commits to be my athlete, then that's it. You know, you trust in me, he's trusting me, that's it. You know, or she as well. Um, so basketball's a little tougher. I had to think a little harder about that. But I definitely know basketball more. I watch basketball all day. All college games, all pro games, all my friends. Shout out to all my boys in the league. I watch y'all every day That's that y'all playing. That's love. Um, but I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to coach at a place that's like, like a mid-major. Okay. Like a like a Butler history for me. I need a place that like you want. You want to build that history. Yeah, don't you? I would like to 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 bring something up. Like I know that I like when my that. pops took the Kentucky job. That was big play for him is that he wanted to prove to himself that he could yeah, build the court build, yeah, build the culture build, build the culture for sure. yeah for sure let's uh talk a little bit about you know you, you talk about your dad like a like, lot man that's my boy what, that's my what, guy yeah for sure well, what are some things that that you keep with you that he has taught you you know um in, in your in your span of, of your life um definitely more stuff older now uh younger you know he was working and i was an athlete so we weren't too talkative he might come to a game and i wouldn't right, even see right, him after right. um but definitely now firstly like just staying humble i mean the guy you know works six seven hours at the track and then he's the one picking up all the trash because that keeps him humble that makes it you know that he's never too big to do anything um i definitely say that i see it i see i see where you got it bro. <laughs> i definitely say listening being receptive you know is a big thing for him as well for sure uh he and he's adaptable i think that that's a quote or a sign a quote or uh, a trait a lot of coaches don't have um, you're able to adapt to an athlete adapt to a situation adapt to a team you know and, you know stuff don't go the right way you have to adapt and change adapt? how do you adapt yes. how do you adapt what's what's some of the, the the give us your give what's next your your best advice you know to, to anybody who wants to you know uh, be a be a, a guy like you who, who's you know involved in coaching and had had success in as an athlete like, what's your best advice uh, I would say anybody that's trying to be like me, aspiring athlete, aspiring pro, aspiring coach, you know, whatever that you want to do, um, you definitely just got to, uh, my, my thing is, you know, trust your coach, trust yourself, uh, depends on if, you know, what your faith is, but you trust your faith and you just got to roll with that. I mean, you really just have to believe in yourself. Uh, even the worst of worst times, you got to believe in yourself because those are the times where it's like, um, there's a scripture, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, basically like when you're at your lowest of lows, it's when you get your most, you know, that's when your biggest test is. Yeah, God's testing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just feel like that a lot of people, when they get low, they stay low. And yeah. it's like, no, nah, you got to bounce back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. someone like me, I get down, I go to the movies. That's what keeps me up. You love these movies. I love movies. <laughs> I love movies. Now, let's, EJ, talk a little bit, you know, about your, your pro life, you know, life as a pro. Like, how is that going for you? It's up and down. I mean, I've had some high highs and I've had some some low lows. I mean, I, I ran my first meet, you know, running track for real. I ran 20.2, which was a huge thing to step on. I've run 10.1. I ran 45 seconds. And I've also, you know, gone to trials and got last, um, which is a low, you know, because you expect to go there and win. Right. So it's definitely the process, but you got to make sure that you're doing everything. For sure. I, mean, for I feel sure. like some of these lows, I, I took a couple shortcuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, man. But it, it, like I said, it's part of the process. You're not going to be perfect, and everything's not going to go as planned as, as you thought, as you think it should. Right. So it's part of the process. How's our audio? Audio sounds good. Javen, audio's good. Okay. All right. Um. So we're we're about to close out this thing, EJ. 
Um, but before we do anything, before we always close it out, we always ask, like, what's next? Like, what you got planned next? Obviously, the meet, but let, let's let's think a little bit bigger picture for you. Mm -hmm. like, uh, what's next for you? What's next for me would be uh, making a world's team. Uh, and then next year, 2024, making the Olympic team for Canada, uh, being able to support uh, not support or, or yeah support my country the people that you know embrace my my father's family um, coming over from Haiti and and being able to give back to them because they gave a lot to us for sure and I would say that's next and hopefully I'm able to put together so some type of program to help kids that don't have it you know I had two Olympians for parents not man. everyone has that man how, how was that what was that feeling like do, be playing in the Olympics you know performing in the Olympics I didn't actually get to because I I got the trials like I choked right um <laughs> but you know when 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 that happens we can do another interview and we'll be able to speak about that yeah, experience sure. but i've ran a couple pro meets i've ran against people that have won olympic medals i've ran against champions so i would say that if it's anything like that it's you know it's nerve-wracking you know you're going up against a guy who's the best in the world and then you're trying to figure out where you are so yeah. i think you think like, about are you thinking about I was. that like <laughs> i think i was and i think that now it's more like yo i'm just gonna go out there i train just as hard as this guy I, my coach wouldn't put me in a situation i wasn't ready yeah. i'm gonna go out there and just i'm gonna run to win that's, that's, you know and not run not to lose Max, man, you, your mindset is different thank bro. you man i appreciate that it <laughs> took it different. took every bit of 27 years though yeah 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 well ladies and gentlemen ej florell closing this out episode if you haven't checked out our last episode with Jada Walker, University of Kentucky, women's basketball player, make sure you check that out. Um, it's a good one. Um, Yo, hit that like and subscribe button if you can. I know you can because it's right under the button that says subscribe. So just hit that button. Make sure we comment too, by the way. Yeah, my man said comment. So do it for EJ. Do it for EJ. Do it for EJ. So it's an exclusive content. Subscribe to What's Next with Rio. Thank you.